Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. You wouldn't believe it today, but the sun is shining brightly where I am in the eastern part of the state of North Carolina. And it's time once again for the Smith and Rowland Unplugged podcast, where we celebrate the establishment of all truth. Our special guest today, Alan Smith. Here I am with jingle bells on, jingle bells, jingle bells. Oh, I feel was, we're so not festive. Doing the Christmas festivities. Uh, oh. Christmas. Uh, I apologize well, I mean, to all the Bing Crosby we, fans. <laughs> I've tried to get Rolling. him to do it. I like Christmas. What can I say? I'm just a Christmas man. Just call me Christmas Allen. All right, That's right. Christmas. Yeah. That's right. I am the spirit well, of Christmas. how are you today, Mr. Smith? How are you today? Well, I am actually yeah. how are you today, rather... Uh, other than this spirit of Christmas thing. Well, I mean, you know, how could you not be good with the spirit of Christmas? I have this other spirit going on that I'm not so happy about. Yeah. It's this article in Prophecy News <laughs> okay, Watch. Okay, well, tell me about that. Maybe we and can this... talk about that. <laughs> right? yeah. This Prophecy News Watch article is raining on my Christmas parade. And uh, the title of the What's article, say? the title is Saturday People, comma, Sunday People, and Americans at Risk. Now, that's the topic, Saturday People and Sunday what? People, and Americans at Risk. Okay. That's all of us, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that seems to be all of us. What is the main okay. thing that's writing? All right, let me give you some definition to the title. Saturday people, Sunday people. Islamic Jihad is titled, Know Thy Enemy. The first enemy is first the Saturday people, which they call the Jews Saturday people because they worship on Saturday. Then the second group is the Sunday people, okay, which is the Christians because they worship on Sunday. (laughs) Okay. So therefore, the jihad is against Saturday people and Sunday people. The article starts. Oh, I got you. Okay. Uh, Well, see, all right, make more sense. You're a Sunday person. And I'm a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday person. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, see, I knew you. And I knew you were going to do No, you did not. You, you knew no such thing. Yes. You knew. my extraordinary gift of discernment, pick you up <laughs> on the fact that you were going to do the Monday through Friday thing. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry about that as well, ladies and gentlemen, and to well, all the Bing Crosby fans. Well, you just know what the truth is like I do. So here's the article. On November 29th in New York, the traditional lighting of the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center Square was violently disrupted by hundreds of protesters. So you got this famous Christmas tree lighting, been forever and a day in New York City at the Rockefeller Center, Times Square, Rockefeller Center Square. It was disrupted by protesters, mainly Islamic garb chanting from the river to the sea, a call for the destruction of Israel. At least two signs bearing Nazi swastikas were in full view. So they're saying that, so they had a protest at the Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller Center, which is supposed to be a festive Christmas affair. Now you got to understand, Muslims aren't pro-Christian. A pro-Christian, pro-Christmas. Well, either. They're not pro-Christian. <laughs> they're yeah, both they're right. Not. That's right. They're neither one. They are Scrooges 
as well as Christian haters. They really are. The Christmas tree brings a message of peace, not conflict, one frustrated tourist said. That's why we're gathered here today, not to protest, but to welcome in the holiday season. Hey, isn't that the truth? I'm telling you what's true. Just rain on the parade mm. here. Unfortunately, far more than the Christmas yeah, holidays will be at risk as anti-Semitic, anti-Christian, we're going to have to put them together now, anti-Semitic and anti-Christian hatred continues to catch fire in the United States. Jews and Christians are clearly in the crosshairs of radical Islamists, not only in the Middle East and across the world, but also here at home. Anything you got to say about that, Mr. Olin? And also, you got radical Islamists, but don't we have even more than that? Just regular old atheists, so to speak, or very liberal people. Yes, we do. That's right. The political system, as well as Islamic jihad, as well as academia, all are anti-Christian in their the way they live their lives and in their philosophy. Right. We just experienced a Senate hearing yesterday where the president of Harvard was at being asked questions of senators over Jewish hatred on their campus. The question was posed to the president of Harvard, if someone was to protest for the eradication of all black people, would you allow that to continue at your campus? She never answered the question. It shows the hypocritical nature. I wanted to say this about what we're talking about, Alan. George Bush used to say, and he was trying to make the distinction between radical Islam and the Islamic faith in general, and he was saying that the Islamic faith had been hijacked by this philosophical right-wing ideology inside of Islam, and it was hijacking the religion. And what I mean to say is that yesterday on the podcast, we discussed a little bit of it, but the Islamic faith is out to destroy any infidel And it is described in the Quran, an infidel as one who does not adhere to the Islamic principles of faith. So to say that Islam is a peaceful religion is ridiculous. It's ludicrous. Their own writings in the Quran says that they are to destroy any infidel. They consider Jews and Christians alike to be infidels. Modern academia and our political system is in support of this, whether they want to say that, whether they would say that right now or not. They are in support of it by the philosophical nature that they're carrying on their universities and the political system itself. They are anti-Christian, they are anti-God, and they are anti-Jew. And that's where we're at in America. It is rising in America. Yeah, there's no doubt that that is becoming a problem. And I submit to you also that the far left supports such behavior for the most part, in which they're going to grow this Islamic influence by the left agenda. And they don't realize that the Islamic tradition will do away with the left when they get in control or power. This article, Jeff, goes on to say this. The Christmas tree brings a message of peace, not conflict, as the tourists all around the tree unanimously agreed. Unfortunately, far more than the Christmas holidays 
will be at risk as anti-Semitic and anti-Christian hatred continues to catch fire in the United States. Jews and Christians are clearly in the crosshairs of radical Islamists, not only in the Middle East and across the world, but also here at home. Tony Perkins recently hosted a Washington Watch conversation about the ongoing Gaza war with retired Israeli Defense Forces Major and Middle East expert. Bird, Armar Tasharafat, didn't pronounce that right, but Perkins explained, when I chaired the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, we were looking at this rise of anti-Semitism in Western Europe, and historically speaking, Israel is the canary in the coal mine, which is so true. He also agreed yeah. wholeheartedly. He went on to say that if we remain silent about what is happening to Jewish people all over the world, Christians will soon face the same kind of abuses. In fact, he pointed out those terrorists always say the Saturday people are first, the Sunday people are next. They use those mm-hmm. terms to identify as Jews and Christians. They don't even hide it. Yeah, they don't hide it. And that's the problem. And again, the problem is so much deeper than just what the terrorist organizations themselves are saying. They're not hiding at all the fact that they hate Christians. They hate Jews. They hate the American way of life. But those that are even in support of this stuff, Alan, and that's that's who's protesting. Let's let's be honest. There are people protesting. Some of them don't even know what they're protesting for. They're just happy to be in some type of protest. Right. But those that have any kind of working knowledge of what they're protesting for as, as far as the Palestinian cause, they are calling for the eradication of the state of Israel. They're calling mm-hmm. for that. And it won't be long till they'll be calling for the eradication of the American way of life and the Christian way of life. Well, don't you believe, Jeff, that I don't know. It's hard in a free country. You see, in Islamic countries, in which we'll get into this in a few paragraphs here, the author of this article points out the loss of Jews and Christians in all of these countries, and I'll go over that in just a moment. But what happens is the cancel culture, which, you know, that terminology has been around now for several years, but the cancel culture that's alive and well in the United States, people need to understand that the cancel culture ideology will cancel the ones who are pro-cancel culture. It's like trying to play with an alligator or sick an alligator on your neighbor, not understanding that alligator is going to turn on you. And that's the way that these behavior is. And I think we really need to get into our minds this terminology, Saturday people and Sunday people. That's just scary. The article says in several Middle East countries, Jewish populations no longer even exist, either driven out or killed. And today, Christian populations are fleeing for their lives in those same nations. Let me give you this data on Syria. In 1947, Jeff, the Syrian Jewish population numbered around 15,000. 1947, Mm -hmm. Syrian Jewish population numbered about 15,000. Well, in 2022, there's four known Jews left in Syria. Wow. Just think of that. And that's what's going to happen in America. That's going to happen in America, Alan. And I got to say, we've got some uh, districts up in Michigan, I think around Dearborn, Michigan, where the overwhelming population is of Arab descent and Palestinians that, you know, yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's who's voting in 
these complete morons, what they call squad members in Congress that are pro-Palestinian and anti-Israel. And right. uh, one of the Congress ladies that represents a district there in Michigan, I think her name is J. Paul, would not condemn the rape, the gang rape of Israeli women that's been perpetrated by the Hamas organization, she would not condemn it and said that it was, she said it was a tool of warfare and she would not condemn it. So I'm just saying that this sentiment is not just in the terrorist organizations. It's crept its way into the society and fabric of our own country in tremendous ways. And that's what's being manifested at these college campuses. So throughout the fabric of our society is this same ideology to get rid of the Saturday people and the Sunday people. And you pointed this out and it's ironic, but the left that is working kind of, I'm going to say at this point, unknowingly, I hope that's true, working unknowingly for these terrorist organizations as far as their philosophy and their ideology, those are the people that these terrorist organizations want to kill the worst. They would not even turn a thought to the murder of those that profess to be homosexuals or transgender. They would not think anything about killing a woman who goes out with her face uncovered. These are the types of, in their words, crimes that they're wanting to punish. And why they hate Western society is because there is freedom to be an individual. So I'm just saying that it's ironic to me that those same groups are the ones that are protesting on behalf of these terrorist organizations. And they're, you know, at the end of the day, they're the target. They're the real target. The terrorist organizations blame Christianity and Western society for the decay, the moral decay around us. And they think the answer is Sharia law. Uh So that's where we're at in our nation. And unfortunately, academia and the political system is backing this thing up. So we're going to have to really take some hard looks at how we process our engagement in this type of warfare. And in terms of what we want our nation to look like in the future. That is so something else, Jeff. It always also says the number of Christians in Syria has fallen in a decade from one and a half million. That's a lot of people, one and a half million or 10% of the population in 2011 to about 300,000 today, less than 2%. Open Doors World Watch List ranks Syria as the 12th worst persecutor of Christians in the world. Mm. Let's, Let's go to Iraq here, Jeff. Iraq's Jewish community dwindles to fewer than five. Did you hear that? <laughs> five, five, as reported by France 24 in 2021. While Iraq Jews have all but disappeared, Iraq's Christian community is also dwindling. Iraq's Christians date back to the church's first century. As recently as early as 2021, the Associated Press reported Iraq was estimated to have nearly 1.5 million Christians before the 2003 U.S.-led invasion that toppled dictator Sudan. Hussein. Today, the church officials estimate only a few hundred thousand or even less remain within Iraq's borders. More recently, violent assaults on clergy and other Christians have become an everyday occurrence, including bombings and uh, church massacres. 
So not only are the Jews, they've all but disappeared in Iraq. The Christians, they have fallen from one and a half million to just several hundred thousand, it says. Well, so you know, anyway. Just as something to consider, a lot of the Jewish population around the world has been in a tailspin getting back to Israel. And there is a call of the Lord to regather them into their land to fulfill Bible prophecy. And that's, I mean, that's happening. It's just happening. So we can deny the word of God all we want to, but it continues to be fulfilled in front of us and before our eyes and then still people still deny it. The deal is one thing to consider. Tell me a nation that is a Christian nation that Christians can run to for safe haven. I'm sorry. It just doesn't exist. I mean, it's not out there. The only place Christians can run to is the kingdom of God. It That's used right. to be that America would be the land of the free, where the Christians could come and gather and congregate free of persecution. But I got to tell you, we're coming into a time now well, that's not going to be the case either. And that's we right. know that in this world, we're going to have tribulation, but we can even rejoice over that because God's overcome the world for us. And through the Lord Jesus, we can have victory. But mm -hmm. I can tell you the Jews are being regathered by the call of God to their land. But the only land the Christian has is uh, heaven itself. Right. And so we're fixing to be regathered there. But until exactly. that time comes... I do believe that we're going to face some persecution here in America that's going to rival exactly what we're seeing in Iraq and in Syria and in other places. Well, this article goes on to say in Yemen, Yemen's Jewish population, once over 50,000, has dropped below 10. Holy cow. <laughs> Unlike the Jews, Yemen's Christians have experienced some toleration of their traditional churches. The Ethiopian Orthodox church and the Russian Orthodox Church continues to exist despite shrinking memberships. They are far less vulnerable to abuse than their Christian converts from Islam. In Yemen, it is illegal to leave Islam and embrace Christianity, which means that accurate numbers of Yemen Christians are difficult, if not impossible, to find. It says here that the Yemen's Christians live in fear of persecution and charges of apostasy, and so rarely, rarely declare their religious identities. The number of Yemen Christians is estimated to be between two to 4,000. Uh, until recently, four churches remained in the governed horal of the British colony period, it says. Yemen's Saturday people are gone. Talking about the Jews, Jeff. Meanwhile, yeah. Yemen is the third worst persecutor of Sunday people or Christians in the world. Jeff, I mean, we would be totally idiots, I hate to use that word, but to not think that that's not trying to come here. Not only oh, with absolutely. the is Islam extremists, but Jeff, the liberal agenda is just as bad. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely I'm so sorry. Is. I'm so yeah. sorry, but I hate to say that, but the, yeah. you know, the liberal agenda is so trying to, is so against any type of Christian culture, everything that, listen, Jeff, this is just the way it is. You go to any house, if you knock a foundation out of it, it's going to fall, honey. It's just going to exactly fall. Right. So to yeah. think that you can knock the foundation of this country out from under it, which is Christian values, which is a Christian culture, yeah. you knock that the foundation out, the yeah. walls will not continue to stand. It will crumble. That's right. That's it right. It will fall That's exactly. to the ground. Well, you and can't the, the sad the foundation. Yeah, one of the sad things to me, Alan, is that what we're talking about here is the bigger picture, and we can get sidetracked. You know, the whole body of Christ is sidetracked on foolishness 
and we're, we're so involved and self-absorbed into our own lives and possibly even into our own little local church or whatever that we fail to see what's really going on around us that's as right. the bigger picture. And this is the big war that's going on. And I think it's time to rally the troops and it should be every hand on deck to see what we can do in times like these to encourage people to pray, to intercede on behalf of the real war. That's this right. is the front line. And right. you can believe this. I just dare say that a lot of the uh, terrorist organizations like Hamas and, and Islamic Jihad, they're not divided over how people cross their T's and dot their I's. They're going on a common principle of let's kill the Jews and the Christians so our Messiah can come back. That's what mm -hmm. they're after. They're not going to be satisfied with nothing else. And they do not care if they have to spoil the philosophy or the ideology of our own academic world here in America to start producing a generation that is in support of that kind of foolishness. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we're there. That generation's mm -hmm. here. So uh, it's happening. And you're right. It if is. you knock the foundation out, the country can't stand. It cannot stand. So the foundation's what they're after. Mm -hmm. This is what the enemy's after. It's the foundation of our country. You can disagree with the foundation, but you better not knock it out. Now, Jeff, it goes on to say in Libya, the Jewish Virtual Library reports that there are no remaining Jews in Libya. I think of that. Though, though Libya had been home to a Jewish community for thousands of years, and though the Jews had lived under Greek, Roman, Ottoman, Italian, British, and Arab rule, no trace of this once thriving community even exists anymore in Libya. Wow. As for the safety and security of today's Libyan Christians, in May of 2023, six Libyans were sentenced to death for converting to Christianity, according to The Guardian. The six Libyans have been charged for circulating views that aim to alter fundamental constitutional principles or the fundamental structures of the social order or overthrow the state. Open Doors explains that if Muslim background Libyans become Christians, they are likely to face intense pressure and abuse from their family and the wider community to make them renounce their faith or even be killed. And that's just simply by converting to Christianity. What happens and, when that comes here? Well, same thing. You could yeah. be killed for it. In 1948, yeah. there were 20,000 Jews living in Lebanon. As of 2020, there were 29 Jews remained. Wow. Didn't take long to count those. All right, let's go on to this one. What about America? Mm -hmm. Here's what his article says. Just a few par short paragraphs. Beyond the Middle East, Jews and Christians live dangerously in most Muslim-majority countries, most notably in Somalia, Nicaragua, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Sudan. However, AMAR's concerns are particularly focused on the United States, raging from campus protest against Jews and violent New York's opposition to, Christ to a Christian holiday. Celebrations couldn't illustrate his fears more powerfully. Right now, America must wake up, he told Perkins. Your southern border is so open, yeah. and I can't even imagine how many Hezbollah and Hamas cells are already in your country right now. Yeah. They're testing you. And look, they've waited and waited and deceived us and the whole world. And then boom, one day they will strike. Mm -hmm. Now that's, mm -hmm. that's this author's take on our, on our situation. And Jeff, we just, we got to wake up and smell the roses. 
And well, there we you shared have. on a, we shared on a previous podcast about Chris Reed's dream and uh, about the sleeper sales and and whatnot. We've known that that's you know that this is coming. We know it's true. We know it's here. The sleeper sales in America has been growing, and uh, they've been with us for some time. But they've been growing, and we've had prophetic warnings about it. We've had documented journalism about it. But still, the church stays sleepy and unalert to the events going on around us and just kind of sidetracked by every little issue coming and going while the real war that rages around us to destroy us and to take us out is it's just, it's right in front of us. And it's like, nobody's doing anything about it. I think that we need to be called to prayer. I think we need to be called to worship. And I think that we need to hold our leadership accountable for the same things. Well, Jeff, our job or what we like to do is keep people informed. We're not saying that it'll necessarily make them happy, but we want to definitely give the truth. And something as much as the lighting of a Christmas tree is now yep. even being protested in our country. Yep. And uh, right. just, just, I'm just like, woe be unto us. We should yep. be ashamed. Even though I'm glad that we're living in a country that you can protest, when we have such protests as these, it shows us that our thinking is not healthy. Our thinking right. is not well. So That's it's for right. that. I think that we need to have Jordan Peterson start coming yep. on nightly, taking the United States through some therapy. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, agree. <laughs> I think that that would be exactly what we stand in need of. Yeah, right that's what we need right there. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Well, All right, Alan good, Smith. Good podcast and uh, say bye. Yep. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.